When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, Eddie, you got it. I get the thumbs up. We do a podcast. And no, it's not Eddie Scazzari across from me. No, it's not uh, Sean Morash or Fleagleman or Gallo. Al Dukes is back. What's up there, Indiana Dukes? Oh, hi there, Jerry. It's good to be back. A couple of things from this uh, Indiana trip. Uh, one, I I had to rent a car. You know how much that cost you? Actually, do uh, three hundred dollars. That's it. Yeah, for it was, three days. Um, Four days. It was. I picked it up Friday, yeah. Saturday, Sunday. Dropped it off Monday. Wow. It was maybe three fifty. Damn. You know, it's interesting if you go on vacation or go away, not that Indiana is a vacation, but if you go if you go to a Super Bowl city, mm-hmm. like a city that hosted a Super Bowl, and it's not a big tourist destination, there are tons of beautiful hotels you have your pick from. Sure. Total, tons of rental cars. Nice, because the NFL requires that infrastructure. They had to stock up. Yeah. So I think all these uh, car companies are there for... That types of reasons. So I get to the counter and I had gotten a uh, an SU a small SUV, right? Just because it was no more expensive than the regular car. And when I get there, the guy goes, "You know, for fifteen dollars more a day, you could get a luxury SUV." Which, I go, "Okay." I go, "What does that mean?" He goes, "Your choice: BMW, Audi." Wow. Give me all these things. I go, "You know what? I'm gonna step my game up." Good for you. Okay. So I get to where we go, and the guy just goes, "Pick whatever car you want." There was an Audi, candy apple red Audi, and it was right there. And the guy goes, how about this? I go, yes, I want this. Now, a couple of things. When you're in a red car, you stand out. Yes, you do. Right? Or Which an I, orange car, as you found out. Yeah, it was. Or, so I was going to be doing a lot of highway driving, and I'm like, hmm, now I'm in a bright red car that right. says, look at me speeding. <laughs> then in, in a different city. In a different city. With, by the way, my license plate said Georgia. Yeah, that's the rental car. There's nothing you can do about that. I get to Terre Haute, Indiana. It looks like a very run downtown. And here I am driving around <laughs> in a candy apple red Audi. <laughs> Same thing in South Bend in the not the best parts of town. Yeah. But I was all proud of myself. And then I Googled the the car. Now, what would you think? It was an Audi SUV. 75000 That's what I thought. $36,000. Really? Yeah. Then I was like, this isn't even a great car. Wow. That's surprising, actually. I would have thought a lot more than that. Me too. 
I guess I got the, I guess Audi made like a cheaper version of a SUV. Well, I smaller. think a lot of those rental cars yeah. are base models with a couple base of models. extras. Yes, that was it. Yeah. Because they, they, they mass produced them for the rental car agencies, oh, okay. I would think. Yeah. I, I was, as I was driving, I was like, well, I would think this car would have a little more bells and whistles. Yeah. No, no. You had it the didn't. car. Yeah. But you didn't have the bells and the whistles. Yeah. It didn't have the bells and the whistles. Because when we go to Texas, I rented a F-150. That's cool. Because it was cheaper than the cars. Yeah. So I have a four-door F-150 in Texas. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Yeah, it was cool. They're a lot less, uh, like when you used to rent a car, they used to go over, they'd walk around the car with you. Pick your car, go to the counter, drive out. Yeah. They just don't care anymore. They don't care what shape the car is in that they give you and how you return it. They do inspect it, though. They do. They're inspected one before they're put back into the spot. Okay. To be sold again. Then when you go out, whether you know it or not, you signed that the car's in great shape and that there's no markings on it. So that when you come back, there better not be any markings on it or you're not responsible. Yeah. But yeah, but th- there wasn't even a guy that even looked at the car when I dropped it off. Is he that true? Like, okay. Well, I guess true. At, at an airport, you could just drop it off and go. Drop it off with a Dropbox. That is true. Yeah. Well, this I handed to a guy. Whatever. Yeah. So uh, I did that. So a couple, I don't think, I think if I had the chance to do it again, I would still get the bougier car. Right. But I would get a more discreet color. Black. Yeah. I understood. Like uh, getting a candy apple red. And then every car I was on the road with that I was passing, they were probably like (laughs) douchebag in an Audi. Look at that yuppie. (laughs) Yeah, look at this douchebag in an Audi. From New York. (laughs) Let's carjack him at the next next intersection. Um, Okay. Uh, I also went to a place that's famous in Indianapolis called St. Elmo's. It's a steakhouse. Okay. Is that where the fire comes from? No, I did think that. It's not. St. Elmo's Fire, the movie. So why is it famous? Well, just famous. It's been there since 1902. Okay. In the same location. It wasn't one of these places. That you... And they're very famous for their uh, shrimp cocktail. Okay. Um, But here's the thing. So we it's a, it's an expensive steakhouse, but it's one of the few Indianapolis places I wanted to go. So we ended up going Sunday night. Much to our luck, we got there later than usual. We, it was one of my five o'clock dinners. So I wasn't really interested in eating that heavy and then going to sleep. When I get there, on the table, when they give you your menus, there's a special Sunday menu, which I guess they do in order to get people in. Right. Right? Get to go to downtown Indianapolis. You wouldn't normally do that on a Sunday. So they have, you could get the world-famous shrimp as round one. You get a filet mignon as round two. Uh, and it was just it was, it was perfect. But you could tell the waiter did not want us getting that deal. Really? Yeah. He wanted you to order from the regular menu. Yes. How so? Well, just the it, way he presented it. Yeah. So he came in. Now we already knew. By the time he got to us, we already looked. We're like, this is a, this is a given. We want. We came here for the shrimp. We both wanted the fillet. Okay. Perfect. And he comes over and he goes, oh, he goes, uh, before you, he goes, I'm sure you know we're very famous for our. Uh, shrimp cocktails. They go, I can go get one right now, put it right on the table. Where you go. We're like, well, hold on. We're actually going to do this special, which has the shrimp cocktail. Right. So he goes, let me give you a chance to look over the menu. I'll come back. Then he comes back and he goes, got those shrimp cocktails coming <laughs> right over. Uh, did you take a look at anything else? And Gina goes, yeah, we said we we're getting the. <laughs> he looked so disappointed. <laughs> but then don't the, offer like, what it. What did the special offer? How much was it? The special was 
it was a great deal for $52 per person. Per person. You got the filet, you got the shrimp, and you got a side item with the filet. All right, so now if you guys would have ordered off the menu, how much more would it have well, cost? Well, the, the shrimp alone, the shrimp appetizer was $18. Okay. So, and then I think the filets were... I don't know. They had to be in the 40s. Right. So he probably feels like he lost out on a little bit of a tip. Yeah. And then being a jackass, he really lost out on a big tip. Well, and then I got two beers. So, okay. So I got alcohol there. Right. But uh, it was just interesting. Like, you know, these places, they run these specials and the waiters and waitresses don't want you to get them because. Shouldn't be on the table then. Right. Because. The, cause or they, how about this? Don't work Sundays. Yes. Yes. Don't work Sundays. That's all. That's all. That's what I was thinking. That is funny. Unless that's an edict from the from the restaurant. Like try to upsell them? Yes. Yeah. But it's funny. I looked around. Everyone was getting the specials. Yeah. Well, if it's a good deal, it's a good deal. It was a great deal for you that know? restaurant to get out of there for pre-alcohol 104. Right. Yeah. That was Not a bad. good deal. Not a bad deal. Mm. So that was fun. How much money would you say, because I'm, I'm doing something similar to this coming up soon. How much money would you say all in you spent on this three days? Great question. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to have to. Like at least two grand, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Probably more than that. Yeah. With the tickets, with the hotel, with the Well, the, the tickets flights. and the three hotel nights. Yeah. It was it was probably. I'm probably at 1200 there. That's just the hotel and the yeah. tickets. Then yeah, the dinners. Kind of figured. It's got to be like 2500 bucks for three days. Right. It's a lot of money. I know. It's crazy. That's why it's like Gina's like, where are we going next? I go, nowhere. <laughs> Bradley Beach. Yes. That's where we're going. <laughs> your, your big uh, vacation was Indiana <laughs> this year. <laughs> That's funny. Then when I got home. Isn't she going to Italy at all? No, this no summer? Italy trip for her this summer. Oh, no. No. Wow, we're out Is of the it, pandemic. I figured yeah, now. Yeah, she went last year. Okay. I guess. Uh, with her renting her house, the way it falls oh, in okay. with her son in school and all that stuff, it just didn't work out got for it. her. Got it, got it, Um I did, uh, when I got home, I decided I was going to, I don't know if you've ever done this, my clothes dryer wasn't working great. Like, mm-hmm. I had to keep, like, I was like, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to open those pipes in the back of the dryer. No, I've never done that. The one that goes to the wall and the one that goes to the dryer. So I did it. And I had had my... That this cleaned out when I first moved in three years ago, two right. years ago. The amount of lint I pulled out of the, really? that pipe was crazy. Wow, okay. Well, you mean the big opening or you mean the small little pipes? What do you mean? No, there's like a pipe that's like this big. Yeah, that vents to the outside. That vents to the outside oh, yeah, no, and we, can, yeah, we, connects to yeah. your dryer. That you, we clear You unscrew out. it yes. and, yeah. That we clear out. It was unbelievable yeah. how much. It's scarce. It causes fires. Yeah. Especially if you don't clean them out in the dryer. Right. That little uh, lint trap. Yeah, well, I always clean that. Yeah. But I was like, I'm going to try to do this. And then I had such a hard time getting the pipe back on. Oh, my gosh. I was sweating, Jerry. I'm sure you are. What do you leave your condo at air conditioning-wise when you were gone? Uh, I had no air on. I just left it. You just left it off? Yeah. Got it. Yeah, I didn't. I just like. Yeah, I mean, your place cools down probably quickly. Anyway, yeah, so. you walk. Yeah, I walked in and I just opened all the windows. It it, it circulated quick. I was this very tiny home. It doesn't take very that's, long. Yeah, to, no, I know that's true. That to is true. cool off, and I had no living creatures in there. Right. So I didn't think. Was about the it. dog happy to see you? And she picture? was good, and I was happy about that because in the past she kind of ignores me when I go to pick her up. Oh, good. She that's was very great. excited to see me. Nice. Yeah. You did not abandon her. Right. 
I will say that the people of Indiana were more pleasant. Mm-hmm. Right? We find that when we travel outside. Always. I have found the people of Texas when I've gone there for the Cowboys have yeah. been unbelievably nice. Like the people that have jobs in uh, as being like, you know, working at Walgreens or like around here, people are they're miserable. miserable. Yeah. There they're like, hi, welcome to Walgreens. We have all of you. It's anything. Yeah. They're so happy. It's there's a lot going on, yeah, and financially in a lot of different cities that we deal with here that they don't deal with there. Like I talked to Eddie about the congestion pricing yesterday during the podcast. Like that is legit going to cost me fifty dollars a day now to come to work, right? Like at some point, yes, something's got to give. Like I, it's stupid. Like I said to him, like we need to talk to them here because unlike every other day part, we don't have a choice but to drive in, right? I don't know if that means we work from home one day. I'm not saying every day, maybe once a week to kind of offset a, a little bit of the cost when this goes through. But this crap is not right. They're not dealing with this in Texas. And then I, God bless them. If you don't have tolls, I can see it being annoying. I'm not, my heart's not bleeding for G or for Boomer. You're coming from Long Island. You got to pay a toll now. Great. Welcome. Right. We've Welcome been doing the- it for 26 years. Yes. But it's even that for him is like, wait, time out. I got to pay $17 a day. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's what we pay, and now it's going to be another seventeen dollars a day. Yeah, it's very strange. I'm it's, like trying to ignore that until it actually goes into. It's effect. coming though. They they approved it uh, on Monday. It's coming. Yeah. So, but just, in these other cities, there's no tolls. There's no nothing. It's just and no state taxes in some of these cities. Like, god darn. Right. I went from Indianapolis, uh, an hour and ten minutes to Terre Haute, no toll. Back to Indianapolis. Up two and a half hours to South Bend, no, not a toll, single right. toll, and back down. Meantime, you go Bradley Beach to Hazlitt, you pay $5 round trip. <laughs> what? Yeah. It's silly. It's it really very strange. is. It's silly. Very strange. But that's where we're at. I got to see when I went to the campus of Notre Dame, I wanted to see Touchdown Jesus. Are you familiar yeah, with this of course, thing? Yeah, yeah. Did you Did you get there? Yeah. I was not familiar with Touchdown Jesus. Eddie told me about mm-hmm. it. And I thought the the Jesus mural where he's got his hands up, there, which looks like he's given the touchdowns on, I thought it was on the stadium. Mm-hmm. So I'm driving all around the stadium looking for touchdown Jesus. But it's how'd you find it? I actually put touchdown Jesus into Google, and that came up. And gave it, you an address. It, it it drove me to the place. There you go. Yeah. Did you take pictures? I did. Yeah, I took nice. a bunch of pictures over front of touchdown. What Jesus. was the weather like? Uh, very very hot, but. Uh, and sunny, mostly cloudy, but some sun. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, it was very hot. It felt like summer. It was yeah. like eighty-seven one day, ninety-one day. Wow. Okay. Yeah, we had one day here when. It, well, I guess you were home. Was it Monday? No, you were still there. Monday was like eighty-four and no sun. Yeah, it that's was weird. stifling. It was like a hundred percent humidity and warm with no sun. Yes, it felt very strange. That is weird. Very strange. But then when the sun comes out in those conditions, it's very yeah, aggressive. It's hot. Yeah, absolutely. Oppressive. It's a very aggressive yeah. uh, thing. Um, I also did go on the last day we were in Indianapolis. We went for massages. Good for you. <laughs> what else so were you going to do? Uncomfortable, dude. But what else are you going to do? I don't know. Why was it uncomfortable? Because you were naked. So no, I keep my underpants. Oh, on. you did. They didn't yeah. tell you to get naked. They said, "Do you keep on whatever you want to keep on?" So what did I Gina wanted keep to keep on. Or did she get nude? She said she was naked. Yeah. She have a man. Yeah. Well, I, ref- I didn't want a man to massage me. So you got the woman, she got and there, the man. There was a man and a woman available. All right. So I got the woman, and she got a man. All right. How'd it go? Was it an hour? 50 minutes. Yeah, all right. Yeah, it was pretty good. 
But I kept thinking, like, if I did, if I was nude, because before they massage your leg, they they move the towel and push it up towards right. your butt. She definitely would have saw my butthole. All right, and that's disgusting. Gross. No one needs to see that. I helped her out. Think about what they see. Oh my god. Ugh. The hairy men that come in. So Ugh. disgusting. Horrible. Yeah. What'd that bang you for? For something for two people. And that's so we were at Borgata Saturday and Friday, Saturday, and we came home Sunday. And so the forecast, it's funny because when we went, it was the only weekend we had with no baseball. So I'm like, let's just do something. So I picked Borgata rather than fly somewhere. I'm like, it's just a weekend. It's just this is easy. And the idea was to just go Friday night. Saturday by the beach or the pool, and then our friends were coming down for Saturday night. We were coming home Sunday. Great. So as the week's going on, I'm like, I'm not checking the weather. I'm not checking the weather. Wednesday, I'm like, let me check the weather. I'm like, oh. And you see, the weather's crappy. I'm like, come on. I check it Thursday. No better. Friday, I started thinking, I'm like, do I just cancel Friday, and we'll just go with our friends Saturday? But then I realized I already paid for Friday, and you had to cancel 48 hours before, so we were stuck, which was fine. So here at work Friday... Um, when I had the 10 to 11 hour, when I got nothing to do until I leave at 11, I'm Googling things to do. So I came up with a winery, which I thought was a great idea, but that's an hour and a half. What else? I'm like, you know what? Massages. It was like $525. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not doing that for a couple. I'm like, nope, I'm out. So as it turned out, we booked the uh, winery. We wake up and it is miserable out. It was 9 a.m. It's miserable. I'm like, all right, well, at least we got the winery at, at, at noon. Now, I, wouldn't f- I wasn't feeling all that great because I drank tequila the night before. And I don't know if I should have or not with my eye. In the st- it just, and I didn't drink a lot, but something wasn't quite working. So I said to her, I'm like, we're going to go to the winery. I said, I don't know how much, I don't know how much I'm going to sip because I don't feel great. And so within an hour, kind of notice she's getting ready. And I notice it's getting a little brighter outside. She comes out of the bathroom. She thinks, you know, she goes, you got anything else we could do? I don't think I really want to do the winery. You're not going to be into it. I'm like, yeah, how about the pool? She's like, what are you talking about? I opened up the shades. There wasn't a cloud in the sky, Al. It was beautiful. It opened up for you. It was, un- and then it was like, you know, ants to like uh, candy on the, you know, when you drop ice cream, looking down, we were overlooking the water club pool. That's what we were saying, the water club. And you just saw people attacking the pool. So I'm like, let's go. So within 15 minutes, we got down there. We got four hours by the pool. Turned out to be great. Perfect. But the point is 500 bucks for two yeah. massages. And that's why it's like, this. that, that was my vacation trip. I wasn't going anywhere. Don't oh, tell you got to add that, that in but... now. I can't wait to hear. I want to hear the total of this. Yeah. Right. I'm fascinated yeah, I've got by it. this. I've got it. And yeah, I charged everything so that so I could go back and look. So you'll really see it. And just lay it all out. Yeah. Okay. Crazy. And I was looking while I was flying for UFOs. While What'd I was you find? Air. Nothing. Yeah. I didn't think so. Not a single UFO went Damn, by. You're kidding. No. Wow. Not kidding. Were no aliens flying next to you? Nope. I did see a couple planes. It's always weird when you see another plane when you're in the clouds or above. Well, when you're when above, you're above the clouds. them and you see them from miles, yeah. but you can you're see like, them clearly. Like, huh. Mm-hmm. I know. It was a little weird. I know. There was one we were going into. We were playing. I think Rutgers was playing Northwestern, I believe. Yeah. No, it was the Big Ten tournament, which was in Chicago this year. And we were flying into. Um, not O'Hare, the other one, because we went to the private area. I forget what the other one is in Chicago. But they're not that far from each other. And I was looking at one. This was freaky. You had one taking off from the airport we were coming into when we were coming in on a different angle. And then a little further away, another one was descending to O'Hare. I'm like, there's too many planes in a very 
And I know they're not close, but it felt close. Yeah. Freaky. It feels close, yes. Yes, very scary. I also always wondered, too, when when the planes are close, where you, you know they're not going to crash into each other. I hope not. But I always think about the... Uh, the, the tower? The wind, how the wind, oh. like when a plane goes by, what it does to the wind, sure. and does it make the other planes shake? That's not good. No. You know, you got enough turbulence. You don't need added turbulence. Yeah, I did not need added turbulence. I know, I know, I know. And I did get stuck on the ground in Newark after we landed. Yeah. Everything was smooth until that. Then after we landed, we had to sit on the runway for two hours to go to a gate. No, I was not the only one. So I saw so many people kept sending me Alec Baldwin was on another plane for six hours. Oh, really? Yeah. So he kept sending me his, uh, he he was getting not happy, as you might imagine. It's, you know what, all you can do in that situation, just hang out, especially if you're on the ground. Yeah, you know what the good thing about it, and people were not freaking out, which I couldn't believe, because the pilot sounded annoyed. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we it clearly wasn't the pilot's fault. Of course not. Obviously not. He wants to go to a gate, to the gate too. And he, you could tell he was annoyed, so we can't be mad at him. Who are you going to yell at? Right. There's no one. And am I going to yell at United Airlines? They're the old, they're like one of the few that flies direct out of Newark. Right. So okay. And you don't think they want? Here's the thing: you right. got to understand, they need that plane mm-hmm. to head back. So all they're all they're getting is they're taking flack from the people that are trying to get the hell out because they don't have a plane. You want to go home? It's not. It's it's tough. There are so many things that can ruin air travel. The sure. weather number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so flights getting canceled, mechanical issues, mm-hmm. overbooking. I mean, there's so many things. That's why when I do things like flying day of game to Minnesota with about an hour to spare and it works out, it's fascinating to me, which I did this year. Yeah. You know, you you are amazed when things go according to plan, how smoothly it actually does operate most of the time. Yeah. Like even going to Indiana. I picked up my rental car. It was 8.53 in the morning, and I was already there in the town getting on the road. Isn't that something? It was so weird. Yeah, I know. So you're right. When it runs smooth like it's supposed to. There's nothing better. It's fun. Because the other thing is if it runs really smooth, you arrive early because they work in to your schedule. 45 minutes to an hour. That they add, yeah. Of nonsense. Yes. That is so true. So I always love when you see you book a flight to like Orlando and then it's like three and a half. I'm like, I know it's not three and a half hours. Then you get on the plane, well, our flight time will be an hour 55. We're going to get the jet stream. My like, hour 55. Yeah. Like, they are booking. Well, this was scheduled for a three hour flight. And as we took off, the he goes, uh, it'll be uh, 90 minutes from takeoff to touchdown. Like, wow. Isn't that great? 90 minutes. I know. That felt nice. I know. It's a, That's an easy flight. It's a yeah. piece of cake. So I think my flight to wherever a couple that we have, well, one coming up is about two hours. Not bad. Yeah. Nothing crazy. Did you see the strange uh, situation going on with Roseanne? No. Of Roseanne Barr fame? No. So, and I heard this live when it happened. She was a guest on the Theo Vaughn podcast, which I- the hell is Theo Vaughn? He's a stand-up comedian. Very funny guy. Okay. Very, I've actually never seen his stand-up. I, I like his-, his um, personality on a podcast i'd heard him on joe rogan then i was like oh let me listen to his podcast so i really enjoy him but he had roseanne on there who is a, a jewish woman this is how long ago two this weeks. week the controversy is going on right now okay but she was on maybe two weeks ago and she was being sarcastic in a story she was telling she's like yeah uh the holocaust never happened 
and this many Jewish people were never killed. She was making, she was... She, she mocking people that believe that? Yes. And, yeah, and conspiracy theories like right. that. And in my head when I heard it, I was like, wow, wouldn't it be crazy if someone just took that and put that out there? Someone did, and she's getting killed on social media by people with blue check marks. That didn't listen to it, don't understand the context that she was making fun of no. idiots that don't believe it happened. Yeah, It's that, wild. Sadly, it doesn't surprise me. We always talk about headlines and, and what's in print as opposed to actually hearing stuff yourself. So when I, when I saw she was trending on Twitter this morning, I said, like, let me take a look at it just to see what people are writing. Yeah. Everyone is attacking her. It's so bizarre. And the podcaster, Theo Vaughn, put out the full clip. He goes, she's clearly, look at, and he's got video so you can even see her face. Right. Just weird. And and it continues. It just keeps continuing. Well, you know what's funny about that? Not that, but I'm talking about the way we read stuff as opposed to, and interpret it as opposed to actually taking the time to listen to it. And it's happened with... Boomer and Geo, Boomer and Carton, Joe and Evan. It's happened to all these shows. But I've always found it difficult sometimes when I will hear an open of a show, whether it's Craig or Greg or even Boomer, whoever, and they are killing someone for something they said. And I'm out there listening to it as they're doing it and cutting it up. I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. Like, this is not what it looks like. And then I come in here and I, I, what do you do? Do you not present? Of course, and I do present it. And there have been, especially with Craig, where I feel like he's glared at me like, what are you doing? (laughs) And it's happened a couple of times with G2. Yeah. Because it's, I don't know, we're so used to reading stuff and you hope that the people that are putting it out there took the time, but it's, we're just lazy. And then you attack and that poor person's getting attacked for something they didn't really mean. Right. Or the way it was said or... It's like texting. Texting is horrible. You can't see intent. You can't see facial expressions. All you see are words. What does the words mean? How can you know if you're not talking to the person or listening to it? I know how many times, like, when I think I have a great sports talk topic based on what somebody said, like, I'll see it the night before, Mm -hmm. and I'll have it written down, and then I'll come in sometimes, and then I'll I'll go to, like, let me see on... Let me see the video of it. And then You're it's like, like oh, oh, this sucks now. Right. Because there's, there's not- nothing wrong with what was said. <laughs> right. There's nothing wrong with what was said. I, I totally agree. I know. Well, that sucks, though. Yeah. Hmm. Because but, it but, just, but I'm not surprised. But it just will keep. And she's a target. Yeah. And that's her own fault from the crap that happened in the past. But that doesn't surprise me that yeah. people are now going to attack her. Wild stuff. Yep. Weird, wild stuff, Jerry. All right, let's do the uh, warm-up program. Right. And then we'll be back here tomorrow at 5 a.m. We'll uh, talk about the Steve Cohen conversation, which I'm sure he'll say nothing. Are you in Friday? I am. Okay, good. Just out next week. Yes. So that means warm-up shows. Oh, I'm hosting next week, so I don't have to worry about that. All right, cool. Very good. We had a solo Peter Schwartz warm-up show yesterday. Oh, is that right? That is true. That is correct. Hmm. Wonder how that went. Yeah, no, he did the hour. It was good. Crushed it. Crushed it. Crushed it. All right, so... What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Talk New York sports with us. 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, here we go. 501, soon to be 502. We kick off a Wednesday program with the Eddie Scazzeri. He's been a rock. He's been here, and the man himself is back. His name is Al Jonathan Dukes. What is up, man? Good morning, Jerry. It's good to be back from middle Is it, of... though? Is it, though? Uh, it is, yeah. Always the okay. first day back. So he's like, yeah, this is pretty cool. Don't miss this place. <laughs> I thought you might have liked a little more time out there. Well, here's the thing, Jerry. I'm uh, working here about Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, then off all night. Week. Going back to Indiana yeah. next week? Well, not going back to Indiana, <laughs> but uh, it was good to see uh, Indiana, Jerry. It's uh, the Hoosier State, as you may know. I've been there. Uh, I stayed right by the uh, Lucas Oil Stadium where the Colts play. Yeah. And then went all around uh, the state. Did you go to your college? I did. Did uh, it look the same? Uh, I went to Indiana State University. It looked, the campus looked nicer, actually. Good. Well, I would hope so. The town it's in looks not like so nice. they went through a riot. Really? Oh, my gosh. I got to tell you this. I'll tell you this much, Jerry. Not to get on my political soapbox. But uh, the pandemic destroyed a lot of towns. Yeah. yeah. Especially in middle America. More so, I think, than we see here. There are a lot of... T- I was in a couple small towns. I was in where Notre Dame is, South Bend. Mm-hmm. That town is hit. Terre Haute, where Indiana State is, that town is hit. And even... The city of Indianapolis being there in 2012 for the Super Bowl, it's a... It, See, I wouldn't have a reference because I didn't go in 2012. Yeah. I was there, uh, was it two years ago? I thought, I, I thought it was lovely. So yeah. I don't know. I don't have a reference point from, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah, I don't know. It just, uh, what happens is when you close down the country, the mom and pop and unique businesses that make a town special... Gone. Go yeah. and in their place comes an Olive Garden, the Fridays, uh, yeah, and then it's fast food America. Well, that's pretty much what we've become, and we've become fast food America. So that was kind of sad to see. Yes, we are, but overall a good trip. It was Jerry. good. Well, and I'm glad the, to have you back. And as the great John Mellencamp would say, "I was born in a small town." And I, I thought you were born in, in uh, Colonia town. or Newark. That's a very small town. I was born in uh, actually. I was actually born in a hospital in Jersey City. Jersey City, not really a small town. One of the bigger towns. <laughs> So. Well, it's a city. <laughs> I mean, but you get the point, Jerry. I, yes, I you do. You get the John Muga. Jerry, yes. I wanted to run a couple things by you. It's I hope been... so. We have a full hour. What? Yeah. Uh, it's been a while since I've been here. One, how has Aaron Judge been since he's been back, Jerry? How... Yeah, no, he hasn't been back. He's got torn what? ligaments in his toe. Torn Matter ligaments? Matter of fact, we don't know when he's coming back or if he's coming back at this point. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So you're telling me I'm telling there's you. been no Aaron Judge since I've been gone. That is last... correct. Uh, show I did last Thursday. Correct. That is true. All right. They did have a very good series against the Rangers over the weekend and then embarrassed themselves last night in Oakland. <laughs> hmm. All right, Trey, let me ask you this then. 
Have the Mets won a couple of series since no, I've been nope, nope, been nope, nope, no, no, they haven't won a series since uh, June first, I believe. What? Yeah, uh, no, they gave away a game in Philadelphia <laughs> Sunday. I don't know how much you caught up on this. You know, um, brutal there, loss on Sunday, Jerry. There was such a buzz about the Mets' loss on Sunday that I had to go watch the highlight terrible. package. Wasn't it? It was just terrible. It was bad relief pitching. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was, it was atrocious. Crazy. That's one that, like, the team um, in totality didn't deserve to lose. The two guys that went out there and pitched the eighth inning gave up the game. Yeah, that's and that sucks. Yes, yes, it does. But that's what happened. All right, is Aaron Rodgers still on the Jets? He is. As okay, far as good. we know, he is still going to be a Jet when the season begins this year. So you didn't miss too much. Okay, good. Pretty much more of the same. No Aaron. J- Matter of fact, you didn't miss anything. The Mets continued to lose series. Okay. Aaron Judge didn't play, and uh, Aaron Rodgers is still here. Okay, good. Other than that, I think we're good. Have the uh, Jets been forced at gunpoint yet to do hard knocks or not they, yet? They are going to be doing hard knocks. That, that is what we're hearing. Yes. That's what we're hearing, right? Yes, That's correct. what the rumors are? Yes. And when you hear about the other teams, that the like the commanders, <laughs> no one's interested. Not interested the in the Saints, not interested. Not interested. And was it the Bears? Yeah. No one's interested. No except, one cares. except for people in New Orleans, Washington, and Chicago. No one's interested. Right. It's just not – there's no – there's nothing there. There's no national buzz no, to those teams. Not at all. Meanwhile, the Jets. I'm. I want them to force the Jets to do it. Well, they're Let's going go. to. It is the most. Like I was thinking of this yesterday because we were talking about it. You know, may you know, G brought up the fact that they contemplated asking the Lions to do it a second straight year because that was fun last year. But if you think about the most intriguing story in the NFL this summer, it's the Jets. Yep. So. I think it's good. I mean, I don't know how much of it I'll watch because I really haven't been all that interested in Hard Knocks of late, but this one seems to – I kind of like this one. Yeah. Jerry, here's what I'm hoping for. Uh, There's a guy who's got a – A muff. There's a guy on the Jets who's a a real fan favorite. People are pulling for him, Jerry. He's got long, flowing hair. This is a boring story. No, follow Aaron Rodgers. He's on special teams, and he's really hoping to make it, Jerry. Yeah. At the very end, he gets cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, we've heard that before right 7,000 we times. Right when we were pulling for it. Right, okay. Uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not That story I'm not interested in. All I'm right. interested in seeing Aaron Rodgers working with his new team. Me too. And That's him, what like, I want to see. Lining up crystals on the quarterback room desk. Whatever he does, I want to see it. Me too. That's what I want to say. Let's just make hard knocks instead of saying we're forcing the Jets to do it. We're forcing Aaron Rodgers to do it. We're just going to follow him. I don't even know he cares. We're not going to put cameras in any of the other guys' homes. We're just not Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, wives and girlfriends. We're just going to follow. It'd be great if they just follow Aaron Rodgers back to that, like, <laughs> days in he's staying in where he's just, like, got Aaron Rodgers is not staying in a days in. He's got, like, a, you know, one of those uh, business suites. That he might have. Although, by then, he might actually be in a house. I mean, what, what takes so long? Uh, yeah, he's probably going to rent a house, right? You got more money than you'll ever use. Just go find a house. You think he could get a mortgage? I don't think he age, needs Jerry? a mortgage. You think he pays cash for a house? <laughs> I do, but I don't think he buys a house here. Oh. He's here yeah, two no, years. Right. You rent a house, you move on. Right. You rent a mansion. Yeah. There's no way he's time. buying a home. All Maybe right. he can buy Sala's house when he gets fired in a week six. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Now, I did see Jerry... That the Mets won last night. Wait, before you go into that. Yeah. So when you were out there, did you get any, like, Indiana sports stuff? Like, any Pacer news? Like, did you keep up the... Nothing like Nothing. that. Okay. I listened to the country music station out there. You didn't listen to Indiana sports radio? No, although I did find it. You did? It was on the FM dial. Okay. Yeah. 
Didn't even get ten, five minutes. No, I, didn't, I gave it like two seconds. I was like, <laughs> no interest out. in this. Got yeah, because they were talking about like college sports or something. Well, I was curious if they were doing college football already or NASCAR. Uh, I th- I think it was college football. College actually. football makes sense. Yeah. And you saw NASCAR. You saw that horrendous Jimmy Johnson story. Yeah. Oh my god! Well, I- A murder suicide with the grandparents and the grandson. I think so. His in laws. Oh, yeah, his in laws family. Yeah, his in laws. So his wife's I th- parents. I th- think it's either his wife's parents or aunt and uncle. I'm not sure, but I it's, it's his parents. It's that side. It's not his family. It's his wife's family. I wouldn't think old people do that sort of thing. I. You know what I mean? That's weird. Yeah. That was a weird one. I saw it and I was like, mm-hmm, I'm going to put this on the show sheet. I don't even know I want the people want to hear about this. No, it's it's disturbing to be Very disturbing. What's well, not disturbing were the Mets last no, night. Is that what go. you want to talk about? Yeah, so I guess Steve Cullen is speaking today, right? Yes, he will speak before the game tonight. Here's what I would do. Come out and go like, we won last night. This is the starting <laughs> this, this is the starting point. Start of something new. <laughs> Don't we already know what Steve Cohen's going to say? Because Billy Epler talked yesterday. They're not going to say the opposite thing. The only, well, you wouldn't think so. And I wouldn't think so either. But I guess they're, he could come out and be pissed off. He could say, you know, we're not making any changes, but damn it, this has to change. Like, he could be very definitive and be very angry. It's possible. Or he could also... Say, you know what? Guys are playing for their jobs right now. I've had enough. Oh, I like that. You're not firing anybody. You're not trade, but everybody's on notice. There's nothing wrong with doing that. But what if, uh, so like Billy Epler came out and did like the generic usual, yep. uh, I support the of uh, manager, I support the players, they're just not playing well, and I think we're going to turn it around. Yeah. And I think we're going to do great by the second half of the season, and yeah, it's sure. going to be terrific. Let's start by winning a series. So people are going to flat out say to Steve Cohen, is Buck Showalter on the hot seat? Of course they're going to ask him what that. What does he say? No. He's not on the hot no, seat. No, I don't think so. I really that, don't. But what about that thing you just said before where you go like... Everybody's uh, on notice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't mean you're on the hot seat. Like, the uh, hot seat to me means if you don't have a good next two weeks, you're fired. You know, or... So if Spike came up to you, would you rather he say to you, Jerry, you're on the hot seat, or Jerry... What was the other thing? You give, uh, giving you a raise? No, no, no. Oh. The, the other bad thing. You're on the you're hot on notice. seat. You're on notice. Okay. You would rather Spike Neither come one's up to you great. and say, Jerry, you're on notice. Neither one's great because it means things aren't going well. <laughs> I, you honestly, don't want either one of those. But I do think he could come out and say, Buck Walter is our manager and nothing's changing that. These players, however, you're all on notice because this is not acceptable. That to me is what he should do. But like we'll that. see. We shall see. So he'll speak before the game. Yeah. At the stadium there? Yeah. Where do you want him to do it? His office. Uh, I don't think he's going to invite forty media members into his office. <laughs> I would think he'll do it. There. He will. But he'll be surrounded on the field or in the dugout. Yeah. I would think that's where it would happen. Do you think he? Or wears he'll a- do it in the press conference room. I don't know. Do you think he wears a Mets hat? Yes, he loves wearing that Mets hat. He does. Well a lot of pictures. I mean, he does own the team. Yeah. Plus, he probably has bad hair. It'd be weird if he had a Cubs hat on. That would be very <laughs> strange. <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> I'm now a Cubs fan until the Mets turn this around. Yeah, I'm well, Steve we'll Cohen. See. I, you know, there was an article written somewhere. I don't remember where I saw it. Looking it around, uh, looking around at a bunch of things this morning. But I'm telling you, it's they want to win. There's no question they want to win. His vision is longer than that, though. Yeah, they want to win. They they're spending a ton of money. No question about it. I'm not arguing that point. But I really do think he's got a grander vision for this team in terms of the next five six years.
Which is why I think uh, Billy Epler yesterday even said about not wanting to, if at the trade deadline, they're not willing to give up their. Uh, Depends for what, though. Like, you can say man. that, and I, and I would say that too. It doesn't mean that if a deal is not there to be had, you don't make the deal. But it depends on for who and for how much. Would you give up a top prospect for player X? Well, if player X is going to make an impact, then yeah, you would. But you also can't just say right now, everybody's for sale. I mean, that doesn't work either. No, neither one of those works. No, so I think he said what he had to say, and now you start uh, you start working the phones, as they say, as we get into, can you believe it's almost July? I know, it sucks. The weather still sucks, Jerry. Oh, dude, you, you missed a brutal weather weekend. That's what I heard. Now, I did go to Atlantic City over the weekend where it was raining here. Mm-hmm. Down there, it was cloudless. Did you go to a concert? No, we didn't. No. And I kept saying, uh, remember I was talking about Diana Ross? Yeah. I kept calling her Don, Donna Summer yesterday, and people were calling up, hey, dummy, she's dead. My bad. Donna Summer's passed? Yeah, uh, 11 years ago. Rest in peace. Or nine years ago or something oh. like that. Long time ago. But Diana Ross still alive. Yes, and still performing. Oh, okay. So we didn't go see her. We didn't go see Tears for Fears. We didn't go see uh, Midnight Train to Georgia. Who's that? Gladys Knight. Gladys Knight, yeah. No concerts. We did see a couple of cover bands, which were tremendous. Other than that, no concerts. In that Borgata bar? Yeah, we did. <laughs> That's exactly right. Was it that uh, Life Gypsy Speed? bar. No. This was a, uh, a band called Hot Mez. Hot Mez. They were very good. 70s rock. Oh, yeah. And I told G yesterday, we did one of the best versions of L.A. Woman I've heard. I mean, it was really good. And then the other band was more, I. it was fine. Like, the girls liked it. It was more poppy current, mm-hmm. we, which was fine. I forget the name of them. But they were good, too. All right. So we had a good time. But the weather there was good. Here was terrible. Yeah, very bad weather. Awful. Very bad. And uh, sadly, Jerry, we we're coming to the end of Craig Carton. Only three more shows I know. left. I, I know. listened yesterday. Oh, okay. I'm listening now the last few days. Oh, they'll thank you for that. Yeah. Great. <laughs> well, you got to appreciate hear, all the support. You got to listen uh, more now because it's going away. I would. Goodbye. I played, I played golf with my son yesterday, or I would have liked to have listened. Yeah. I did not. I played literally from two to six. <laughs> I would like to say I uh, listened to try to catch up on sports, but it was mainly about uh, other things. That's usually what they've done, <laughs> pretty much. Especially with what's going on. Nothing. Yeah, it is a whole lot of nothing. There's there's not much happening. This is the lull in between fo- you know, football starting. Now, NBA free agency soon. I don't know. They're not a bunch of huge names, but you got some things going on. So you'll have that coming up. But other than that, like, what else is there? Until we get to training camp. Mm. Not much. Yeah, not much. Not much. Just day-to-day Mets, day-to-day Yankees, Aaron Judge's toe. Pretty much. That's which pretty has much. been no updates. Oh, that was what Craig was doing yesterday, that uh, Aaron Judge is not playing again this season. So last week, I talked to G about this the other day. I don't think you were here Friday. I heard Meredith Morakovitz. Oh, I remember that. I was okay. here for that. We all sat there and were like, I, I was like blown away. What do you mean they're hopeful he'll be back this season? And I'm thinking this month. Now we're seeing, like, it's very possible he doesn't come back this year, which is bizarre. That'd be wild stuff. Oh, God. I heard somebody call into Evan and Craig yesterday said that they wanted the Yankees to sue the Dodgers for oh, shut up. the way that the fence was out in the outfield where Aaron Judge heard his That's toe. That's stupid. Okay. <laughs> Dumb. Lawsuit. Next guy that gets a splinter in Chicago. Let's yeah. sue Wrigley Field for having Ivy out there. That's Give a good a idea. It's, it's part of the stadium. It's what it is. Right. So, whatever. Reactionary. That's what we are as a society. No foresight. All right. Remember, like, we always talk about the Yankee Stadium. The old Yankee Stadium had the monuments just out there. Yeah. Guys were running around trying to pick up a ball. <laughs> <laughs> 
Go face first into a monument. Just like you had the uh, the goalposts were on the goal line. Oh, yeah. Back in the day, guys would run crossing patterns right into the goalpost. <laughs> and it was so funny. I mean, not for the player, but they would put it on football follies. Yes. Which we all had, those those discs oh, and I the VHS tapes. Of course we did. I got the one that came with uh, my Sports Illustrated subscription. Okay. I got yeah. NFL's hardest hits and football Think follies. Now, we don't really want to replay them. Yeah, no, that Back was then, whole... they used to actually put them together <laughs> and send them out. Oh, yeah. NFL's hardest hits. Come watch the NFL. We kill each other on the field. I remember there was a great one. I ended up working with this guy in Tampa Sports Radio. His name was Scott, Scott Brantley. Okay. He was a Buccaneer linebacker. And uh, he had a very big hit on Lions quarterback Eric Hipple back in the day where he flatten that dude on the sideline. That used to make it on all of the NFL's hardest hits. I'm sure it would. Did you see the uh, the NFL? I guess the kid that got drafted this year, he's a rookie. He was on a skimboard or something in the water, and his girlfriend jumped off the boat and just socked him. I did not see this. <laughs> it's actually a very funny video. I'll have to Google it. You can check that during the break. All, all right. right, we'll take our first break. When we come back, we got more to do. Al Shoshit is loaded with stuff. Not really. Uh, and then Boomer and Geo at 6 on the fan. Oh, man, I was supposed to play a song. What was the one you wanted me to play there, Jerry? Uh, Raise Your Glass. Raise Your Glass. Hold yeah. on. Let's Please see hold. Let's see. One, two. Oh, man. A one, I had two, it all ready three, to go, Jerry. Four, hold on. Pink. I have a, so- I have a story four, to go this with this, Jerry. This is live radio, everybody. <laughs> story to go there with you it. go. Oh. <laughs> Come on. Hit it again, Eddie. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Look at you. What's the dealio? Now, are you playing this because I'm going to see her next month? No, I was playing this because there's a... Uh, a terrible there's, story. There's a pink story. And I recommend you do this when you go see pink, Jerry. I, I can't do this. Uh, she was uh, doing a show in London, Jerry, and a fan threw a bag of ashes on the stage. Uh, yeah. The ashes of uh, this fan's mother. Why who was, so uh, serious? So I Googled it to see, like, well, what, what, why would she bring her mom's ashes? And she said her mom didn't do all that much when she was alive. I guess because she was ill and couldn't do a lot of stuff. So she's bringing her mom to do uh, different things. But throwing her bag of ashes on stage at the performer who doesn't know a bag of human ashes is coming towards is a little stunning. You think? Yeah. And I it mean, really threw Pink off. Yeah, I'm going to pull up the audio for you. I actually do have it. Jerry, do not throw my ashes at performers when I pass away and get cremated. I mean, you said you want to go places. Uh, I want to go to family houses and sit on the shelf. I don't want to get thrown at concerts. Is that what you want? Yeah, what, if, what if we uh, sprinkle your uh, ashes around Bruce's home in a deal? Or uh, something, yeah. That sounds like a good Colts idea. Neck. Uh, please do not uh, just throw them at anybody's lawn in Deal, New Jersey. He's in Cold Snack now. All right, well, we won't do any deal. I want some of my ashes spread at Bruce Springsteen's home and John Camp's house in uh, Indiana. You're into this John Kugamellencamp now. And Paul Westerberg's place in Minnesota. So that's what I'm going to need you, Jerry, this, to divide my ashes up into three parts. The audio is not great, but okay. this is how it sounded. Struggling to get back to singing. Is this your mom's yeah. right here in this bag? Crazy, right? Yeah. Now, What's at least she didn't have a phone thrown in her face. Right, or it wasn't in an urn when they threw it up on stage. It was in a bag. Yeah. What do you do with that? I don't know. 
Yeah. You give them back to the woman. Do you get say, arrested for doing that? I think you get, get arrested for throwing anything on the stage. You got to be careful. You just can't hurl things at performers, especially your dead mom's ashes. I mean, you just, I'll tell you. Are we, I actually thought of this with the phone incident last week. I forget who the artist was. B.B. Rexa, I think. Okay, that's who it was. And then something like this. Are we getting to a point where you're going to have to start barricading? Of the performers, yeah. like put a piece of plexiglass, like now, the COVID plexiglass. For in front someone of them. like her, difficult to do because I don't know if you've ever seen her act. She's like on trapezes and wires, and she's flying and soaring through the air. So not easy for someone like her, but for other artists that are just up there, yeah. I mean, you can't have this stuff happening. If we do another live Boomer and Geo show, I'm going to be in front of plexiglass, <laughs> or we'll just surround you with it yes you'll be in a cylinder i'll be in a cylinder <laughs> plexiglass so no one can like, throw stuff at me think about like we just did the story but think about what we're talking about yes yeah, so, so in the it's past absurd one week a performer had a phone thrown at her head and another one had a dead mother's ashes thrown yeah. at her nuts very nuts jerry mm. no one else was nuts jerry this david peterson performance last night <laughs> well, that's some segue <laughs> dead mother's ashes yeah. to dead team walking oh. But David Peterson, Jerry, I mean, he was this good. man, he, he was... really, the Mets really put it together last night. Four home runs, a six-inning, by the way, six-inning pitching performance. Now is all the rate. Like, you go, oh, my God, David Peterson well, went six innings. With the Mets, you know the Mets record when their starter goes six innings? What is it? They're like 28-2 and two or something oh. like that. And when they don't go six innings, they're like 3-40. and 40. Well, It's if, really amazing. Well, what if we did this? Force all the starters to go six. We'll win these games. I don't know Force if them. it's that easy, but oh. there is definitely a correlation to getting a decent start from your starter and winning games. Now, I know I did miss a couple games while I was gone, Jerry, but uh, Daniel Vogelback had another home run last night. So he I did. feel like that guy's been uh, hitting since he's had that mental rest. No, he was actually 0 for 14 into that home run. Yeah, ready? Or 0 for 17, See, I that's believe. what I'm saying. But to me... When you left, I believe he was still doing okay. He had a yeah. terrible weekend. And his last, like, five, six games were awful. So if I ran into Daniel Vogelbach today, I'd be like, you've been tearing it up, my yes. man, because I missed that 0 for 14. Yes, and he might say, boy, I guess you missed the last week. <laughs> but he had a home run yesterday. He did. How about Brandon Nimmo had two home runs yesterday? Yeah, good for him. I, Brandon That's Nimmo has been, you know, the one cool thing about him, he has been the one constant. In the, now, I know he's had a couple of bad defensive plays, and, uh, of course, I know that. But offensively, like, he's been steady. He's been the one guy all year long that you feel like has been there day in and day out and has been productive. I agree. So good for him. I love it. I think it's yeah, great. Me too. I think it's great. Hey, I want to see. I want to get Vogel back's last several games because, let's see, he was 0 for 4 against the Brewers on uh, Monday. He was 0 for 3 against the Phillies on uh, Sunday. Let's see. I got to find the whole thing. I'm telling you, he was terrible. He needs me that. here, this Daniel Vogel back, because when I'm here, he performs uh well i don't know about that because he was terrible before you you know like yeah but i'm saying prior to that too. since he got the mental break and i've been here he's he was tearing it up all right are you ready so tearing here we go up. vogel back if i go to june today's the 28th yeah sorry so he was two for four yesterday prior nice. to that here you go oh for four oh for three oh for four one for five three for five and that's oh. where i guess so he was four eight eleven yeah, so he was 0 for 13 going into that home run. While I was out, he was 0 for 13. Yeah. All right. That's what you missed. So you might be the the uh, good luck charm for Daniel Vogelback. Perfect. Now, tonight the Mets uh, send Kodai Sanga to the mound against the Brewers, a fellow named Wade Miley. Yeah, So and Sanga has been really good at home as opposed to on the road. So you might 
you might mm-hmm. get six innings and two straight wins. Could you imagine two straight wins from this team? And we got Steve Cohen talking before the game. They better come out swinging tonight. Oh, man. But here's the thing. What would be cool, what would have been better for Steve Cohen is if the Mets lost last night. Because then you speak, and if they win tonight, then you look like your speech did something. Yeah, but I, but I tell you this. Let's say they come out, they shut down the Brewers in the first inning and score eight runs in the bottom of the first. That'd be perfect. Spark. Spark. Absolutely. Now, if it's scoreless in the seventh... <laughs> No spark. No spark. <laughs> spark, no spark. Although you could say Senga was sparked. <laughs> so now, who knows? Your New York Yankees did not do so well yesterday, Jerry. They lost to the very t- terrible Oakland A's. They came in like five and a half hours ago. In Oakland. Yeah, I know. How about how about their shortstop? The former Yankee, Tyler Wade, killed them last night. Crushed them, Jerry. Had to, he got on, had the double, then gets to third, scores a run, and made a couple nice plays at shortstop. I didn't even know he was on the A's. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's on the oh, A's. Oh, yeah, here. listen to you. <laughs> now, I know I, this is another thing I know while I was out. People were not happy with Josh Donaldson. Well, he didn't play all weekend. Right. but They he, were actually very happy this weekend because he didn't play. He played last night, hit a home run, he mental did. break. This yeah. is what happens. You need a mental I break guess. sometimes. He had a solo home run. Yeah. That's all he's done. Oh, he's a solo home run guy? Well, I'm saying since he's since he's joined the team this year, he's hit a few home runs. And done nothing else. And then while you were sleeping and this Yankee game was going on. so Sal Yan- was on. Uh, Sal was on. The Yanks were down 2-1. to one. Okay. In the top of the eighth. Uh, they oh, Giancarlo. Had, they had two men on. And Giancarlo hit a. A squibber. Squibber basically. ground ball out yeah. inning over. Yep. Then in the ninth inning. That didn't go so good either. Josh Donaldson comes up in a big st- spot. And Higashioka. And Higashioka, the strikeout stroker. <laughs> Turn Game out the over. 2-1. You know do you know right now, so they've played, uh, the, I don't know how many Yankees have played, but the A's have played 81 games. They're exactly halfway home. Wow. What's their record? I'm going to say the A's out of 81 games. They're not good. No, they're not good. So I'm going to say they've won 32. Okay. The A's are 21 and 60 with that win. <laughs> and keep in mind, they had an eight game winning streak a few weeks ago. Oh, so, okay. I see what you're saying. They are they, they, dreadful. They lose most of their games. Yeah. And the fact that the Yankees went out, this is one thing we talked about yesterday or Monday, whatever day it was. Like, don't fool around. You just took two out of three from one of the best teams in baseball this year in the Rangers. Go kick the crap out of the A's. Do what you should do. Win all three games, and now you kind of got something. You kind of get out. You you've won two series in a row. This would be a third, and they go out there and score one run, one lousy run. The bats go silent again. The guy Blackburn, the pitcher, it's his first win of the season. <laughs> like what the hell? Well, this is a good start for him. He beat the Yankees. Oh my goodness! I mean, yeah. listen, you go win the next two. It's not that big a deal. It's just you don't. You don't expect to lose to them, not when they're that bad. Right. Not when they only have 21 wins and they've played 81 games. But here's the oddity of this. The Rays, which we talked about, too, the other day, maybe with, with you, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was, I was by myself Monday. The The Rays, as good as they've been against the Royals and the A's, are 4-4. Four and four. How does that make sense? Yeah. So. It doesn't, Jerry. No, it doesn't. It it's, does not. It's kind of silly. But. Now, the great Shohei Otani had himself a nice evening last night, Jerry. He had Jerry. a good game. He uh, he pitched. Yes, he did. Struck out 10 batters. Mm-hmm. He hit, had three hits. Yep. Including two, two home runs. Not home one, runs. but two home runs. Not one, but two home runs. 
I saw weird things that they're looking at. Oh, uh, pitchers who, uh, players who have uh, pitched, who have got ten strikeouts and uh, hit two home runs. Zach Greinke was on that list. Okay. Zach Greinke was a good hitting pitcher. What a wild game that must have been for him. Wasn't Dwight Gooden? Dwight Gooden was a good hitting pitcher back in the day, wasn't he? he uh, I don't remember. I think he was. I, I This question I have, and Madison Bumgarner was a very good hitting pitcher too, oh. who I think, they, if I remember correctly, I'm going to Google this during the break, I think Bumgarner was such a good hitting pitcher when pitchers didn't really hit that when they played interleague games, they didn't use the DH. I think he hit for himself. I think you're correct. I got to I got to confirm that. I'm not 100% sure of that. Here's my question to you. For years and years and years. Like Otani is hitting because he wouldn't come here if he wasn't allowed to. Major league teams don't let pitchers hit. They don't let them play anywhere else. They don't let them do anything else. Do you think this changes? So a kid like Jacob DeGrom as an example came up as a shortstop and was a great hitter prior to being drafted. If you have a kid like that now coming up, you see what Otani's doing. What is the harm in letting them DH and pitch every fifth day? No harm. So I wonder if this changes things. Because you're seeing him do it successfully. He's paving the way, Jerry. He might be. For another young man. He could For like the next DeGrom that comes up that can play different positions, although you're not going to have him play in the field because he's going to be a pitcher. I get that. But if he can hit, let him DH since you have it in every uh, every team now across both leagues. And you know what I loved? What I used to love as a uh, kid watching baseball highlights when a pitcher would get a hit, they'd go helping his own call. Yes, of course. <laughs> or when they looked horrible. Like there are certain pitchers that had no interest in even trying. Well, that's what I used to hate about MLB highlight packages for the games. They'd show like the pitcher striking out. I don't need to see. That's not a highlight. You, you expect that. Right. When you're telling me how good the opposing pitcher was and you show him striking out our pitcher. Right. Sorry. Who's not, not even trying. Yeah. No, it's not anything. That is true. But helping his own cause. I used to love that. Would you say that the Bartolo Colon home run was one of the best pitcher highlights you've yes. ever seen? Absolutely. Correct. I, I would agree. Uh, and Otani, by the way, Jerry, yesterday did it with, I guess he had a cracked middle finger nail. So now, if he was a Yankee, he'd be out for six Correct. months. Correct. Yeah, I know. I know. He played through it, and after the game said, yeah, I don't expect to miss any yeah. action. Put no. a Band-Aid on it. Let's go. He's a man, Jerry. He's got four days to recover. We need more men in this sport. He'll be okay. That's what I say. All right, quick break. We're more than halfway home. More to do, and then Boomer and Geo on a big Wednesday on The Fan. All right, quick moving hour. We've got uh, Boomer and Gier coming up at the top at 6 o'clock as everybody is here for a couple of days, and then it goes haywire. But that's how the summer goes. I think Eddie's off Friday. Eddie's off Friday so when he comes have... back uh, the Monday, uh, the Tuesday after Labor Day. <laughs> so we only have really today and tomorrow with a full cast. Oh, yeah, that's what I said, two days, today two and days. tomorrow. Oh, I thought yeah. you said a few days. No, the uh, next two days. Two days could also be a few days. Uh, well, two is two and a few is three. That's what I thought. Yeah, and a couple's two. Now, I'm with Travis Kelsey on this, Jerry. He is uh, Travis Kelsey is the tight end of the Chiefs, right? Mm-hmm. Then there's another Kelsey who plays for the His brother. Eagles, yeah. Jason. Mm-hmm. They do a podcast together. Yes. But the tight end of the Chiefs, Travis Kelsey, said podcasting is the hardest job in the world. Oh, please. I agree. No, it's not. I'm with him on this it's one. It's not the hardest job in the world. He said it's the hardest job in the world to, quote, keep coming out with content that Read people the newspaper. want to hear. Read the newspaper. There's plenty Very of content difficult. out there. Every day, there's plenty of content. The problem for them is they do like a two-hour podcast. 
once a week or are they I don't doing, I'm not yeah. even sure how many times a week, but when they do it, it's long. That's the thing. So just many, do a 30 minute podcast. You'll run out of time. Some people, they, this Joe Rogan started these, uh, marathon podcasts and everybody feels like they've got to do yeah. three hour podcasts. I'm out on that. I can't. It's too long. Yeah. Especially for someone I'm not all that interested in listening to. Yes. I'm not sifting through three hours. No, I don't have three hours. I think an hour is nice. An hour is fine. If you have somebody that you're I personally think 40 minutes is the perfect amount yeah. of time, but you know, hours good. No, no more than an hour. It's because like, it's not a podcast. It's a show. Yes. That's not, I don't know. It's that, too long. Yeah. It's silly. So um, then you get these quote unquote podcasts that are on YouTube when there's video and there's production. They are shows. They're not podcasts. Yeah. I don't know how, and, and I am someone, Jerry, who has a lot of time on their hands. I don't know how people are watching hours and either. hours long podcasts. And you're in the car, you're in traffic, you're sure. wherever you are consuming, you're on the laying bus, in your on the bed, train, sure. Just sitting down and watching two people talk to each other. I can't imagine. You better hope they do coming up at six o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> are you nuts? Oh, right. <laughs> other than this show, Jerry, what I'm talking about is the other people. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's interesting. And then you see. What amazes me is when you go to these random podcasts or shows, whatever you want to call them, and then you look down, 400,000 subscribers. Yeah. Huh? Right. There's what? no way. And that's the other thing, too. There is no way that all those people are watching it. No, well, that's the other thing you could see, which I've I've started doing. So I'll see somebody that has 455,000 subscribers, as you said. Then I'll look at their video that's been up before a week and has 7,000 views. Right. And you're like, the heck is going on over don't here? Don't know. I don't know. There are very few that are what they say they are. And I've mentioned Mr. Beast many times just because Joseph got into watching yeah. him years ago. Um, and that's one where you watch it and you see the views are ridiculous. I mean, that guy is dominating YouTube. How he does it, I don't know, but he's been unbelievable. He really studied the algorithms and how you do it and made it his life's work, and he's gotten very wealthy from it. But yes. A lot of people just, I don't know how many people are watching. There's only so much time in a day. Correct. And there's way too much content out there. There is. Way too much. So you you want content, go to TMZ. You go to USA Today. You go to the Post. There's a million places to find content. Well, it's a matter of what you want to talk about. When you look at just WFAN, all the shows, four hours long, right? And we sure. put up that content. Yeah. Then all of the podcasts that we promote put up that. All the originals, crazy. yeah. Crazy. Yeah. The Rico Bronya. Rico Bronya. Right. He's on our heels, by the way. Rico Bronya is? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw. As far as uh, um, downloads. I, we're still double him, mm -hmm. but he's closed the gap he's a little bit. On. He's little moving bit. along. Little These bit. Mets better improve. If the Mets do improve, you would expect those numbers to go up. See, I think the opposite. I think people, the Evan is complaining and yelling about the Mets. That's what people are I, wanting. Do you think people are wondering if he's going to talk about all the changes, and maybe that's why they're tuning in? Um... No, I no. think it's just uh, that we're in a weird Mets situation right now. Yeah, and I think if they keep losing, it's apathy. I don't know that people care. Yeah. Now, if you start winning, then they lose. That's different. False hope. Looks like you've straightened it out, and then you collapse. Then you get a spike. Yeah, that's good. But if it keeps going like this, no. I don't think so. Right. You're right. I don't think so. Uh, what else do I have here, Jerry? Oh, Dan Patrick, who... I can't recall a person ever being like him being a critical type of guy who's okay. really going to be critical of somebody. Seems to be very critical of 
Derek Jeter on Fox Sports. See, I all right. So when I open up when I did the show Monday without you, yeah, I mentioned the whole London series and the Jeter A Rod Ortiz thing, and I told you I, I didn't see it because I was away all weekend. So a couple of people called with their opinions of it. So I don't, I have no opinion on what he's saying because I didn't get to see it live. I saw the whole thing with the jersey on replay where he took it and threw it in the trash. That was funny. Ortiz looked genuinely surprised that he did that. Other than that, I I don't know. I didn't see it. Well, Dan Patrick said there's a lot of forced laughter on the Fox set with A-Rod and Jeter and Big Poppy. It was also interesting that they decided to roll Jeter out there during the London series, which did not get a lot of coverage for whatever reason. Um, Like, it didn't seem to be a lot of... I actually thought it did. Really? Yeah, I thought it got more than I expected, to be quite honest. Jerry, Terre Haute, Indiana, not a single person Which came up to Which is surprising me. because it was St. Louis, and I would think in Indiana the Cardinals are probably one of the bigger teams. Actually, you know what? You're probably right. And the Cubs. Right. Yeah. It was weird going out there. It would be like interstate signs to go to Chicago or St. Louis. I know. It's wild, isn't it? I'm like, where am I? I? Every time I've gone to uh University of Illinois, I've had to – I never seem to go, get to go with Rutgers. I always have to meet them because of something we're doing with the show, and I end up flying from – uh, flying to Chicago and then driving to Illinois. And you get on those highways, and I want to stop and pull over and take a picture of the signs because you can go to Kansas City, St. Louis, Chicago, Topeka. I'm like, all these different cities are up on the boards. I'm yeah. making them up, obviously. But it is, it's cool looking. Yeah, it's very cool. We're not used to it. All we get to see is New York City, Pennsylvania. Yeah, when I was driving from Indianapolis to Terre Haute, all the interstate signs just kept pointing me to St. Louis. But you didn't go to St. Louis, or I you did? I didn't, but it wasn't that far away. I feel like I would like to see that big arch. You could have. How long would the trip have been? I think been? it was a two and a half hours. I, I might have done that. Yeah. Instead of, you know, sitting in boring Indianapolis. <laughs> <laughs> it was boring there. Yeah, well, it was perfect for you. Did you decide to retire there? No. <laughs> no, it's even too boring for me. Wow. Yeah. Hometown of uh, Kirk Vonnegut, by the way. You know, I wondered that. Who's because, that? Uh, Kirk Vonnegut? Yeah, some author... Because uh, there was a there was a big bookstore there that was talking about I guess Indiana is one of these states banning books, and they had something banning about, books. Yeah, you know why we, are we banning books? I don't. I thought about that too. Like when we were in high school, there was all this talk of oh my gosh, back in the day we were banning books. We're banning books again, I guess. For what reason? I I don't know. Yeah, like lewd content and all this offensive. Stuff. And then because it's coming from the religious right. All right, but hold on. This is a serious question. Yes. So that's not okay, and that's not art. Yeah. But songs with horrendous lyrics is art and protected? Art, yep. Well, they're probably going to go after that if they can as well. They're never going after that. There's no way. Who's they? they? um, Who are these people? I believe it's the religious right. The religious right. Okay, and then someone to sort of try to combat them uh, wanted the Bible banned for certain passages, and according to the letter of their laws, it has to be. It would have to go. Wow. Okay. I don't want anything banned, Jerry. Free country. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. This is what I say, Jerry. Let the marketplace decide. Yeah, I hear you. If that book stinks, no one will buy it. I'm sitting there defending books, and I haven't read one in a decade, right. so I guess what difference does it make? But the book people appreciate you, Jerry. Yeah. You don't want to ban books. Yeah, I mean, I don't want hate printed, but I mean, I think if we're talking about old stories and I don't know, whatever, I don't know. Listen, I don't uh, appreciate 
rap lyrics that are very graphic. Well, that's what I'm talking about. And not just rap lyrics, but some heavy metal lyrics. Like any lyrics that are offensive and are just laced with profanities and sexual stuff that is just... Like even songs you hear on the radio, but because they bleep words out, I don't necessarily know you think of it as such. And then you hear it on Spotify unedited and you're like my lord what yes. are we listening to yeah, what is this Jeff? i always say that to you like as a kid did you realize what the songs meant no. and i don't think we did i think we just kind of sung the songs and that was it that was it now as we get older i feel like we look at the lyrics more absolutely i will tell you the jordan davis song that's out about i can't think of the name of it it's about life yeah this it's dude depressing i know all he's Holy i gotta talk crap. to Gino about this he's friends with this country artist jordan all of his songs are about getting engaged. What are you doing, well, bro? Well, no, no. This is not about hey, getting... Bro. I mean, yes, it's about getting engaged. There's but it's a also line about, in there about getting engaged. Well, because it's it starts with never going never gonna to get married to right. engaged, married, yeah. kids, kids growing up, all of a sudden alone. It's crazy. Yeah, he's too much looking at life. In three minutes, he yeah. basically takes you from birth to death. Yeah. In Look a very... That- Look that one up. It's depressing. I can't ah, think of his name. Jordan Davis is calling back. Jordan Davis is calling back. Yes. Oh, the oh. cool thing about him is all his songs are like two minutes and 50 seconds and less. But my Lord. This one is called, Jerry, Next Thing You Know. That's it, Next which he says a million you know. times. It's a great song, but it's depressing. Yeah. So, yeah. I actually saw because on my YouTube feed. Uh, a clip of this song came up, and he performing it in concert. He basically says, "Hey, this one, sit back. This one might get you." I'm like, "Might get oh. me." And he starts. I'm like, listening to him. I'm like, "All right, you got me." It's this gonna is... tug at your heartstrings. I don't know if it would you, only from the standpoint of no kids. So you've missed out, or or uh, married, mm-hmm. so no grandkids or anything like that. Right. So it's gonna miss you, but for me. And I think for older people that had families, it gets you. Yeah, because I, I did hear it, and I was like, this sounds terrible. No, it's a good song, though. It really is a good song. It's just it's it makes you think, and it's depressing. Next thing you know, your kid commits a crime, and now no, your no, life's no. You always go to the kid committing a crime. How Next, about the kid being a good kid? Next thing you know, your kid murders you in the night, <laughs> and they're not thankful for anything. I've never met someone so afraid. <laughs> Of their of own their, offspring. Of their offspring that was never had. <laughs> yeah. Holy right. crap. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up. We'll get you Boomer and Geo. And then it's a Wednesday on the fan. No, oh, Odyssey Sportsman. It's sorry. Oh, nothing nothing funny here today, huh? Just Amy Lawrence on a Derek Carr. If it's funny enough. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. Okay, about a minute left. Boomer and Geo standing by. The biggest story of the hour. Al has left for now. Oh, Jerry, that has to be uh, Ryan Seacrest being named <laughs> Wheel of Fortune. We said this last week. Who wants to hear from him anymore? This guy's got it all. Yeah, I know. He's gets told you. Wheel of Fortune was one of the game shows that I would put on. I could never guess the puzzle. I mean, almost every letter really? would have to be up there. I was not, I'm not good ter- at it. I'm not great with it, but I'm not like that either. I felt like I was actually better at Jeopardy. Jeopardy's hard. Though. No, Jeopardy most of makes it you is. feel like a moron. Vanna right. White is pissed. I mean, come on now. She's pissed? Oh, yeah. She'd lower well, it up now. I know she's nervous about being let go. You know how old she is? 70. She's in her 70s. Yeah. Wow. She only, according to reports, only makes $3 million a year. And has been underpaid for years oh. while Pat Sajak was making $15 million. Oh, is that right? Hmm. Yeah, right. there well, you go, Al. She's afraid Ryan Seacrest is going to He did bring... host the show, and she turned letters. 
That's true. She did just hey, turn letters. Take it down, Vanna White. Now. No, I'm not saying she shouldn't have made more, but I don't think they were equals on that show. He was the host Kinda of the like program. Kind of like what I tell people, you do updates. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, WFAN, WFAN FM, WFAN FM, HD1, New York, always live on the free Odyssey app.